As a believer, reading God's Word is a critical part of your daily spiritual journey. And because it's so important, we've created a unique new resource to help you immerse yourself in biblical truth and open your eyes to all God's Word has for you. It's a free PDF download called The Word One-to-One that takes you on a guided journey through John chapter one. With biblical text and short commentary, each page provides insights that will strengthen your faith in an easy to read guided format. There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. Hello, friends. I'm Rick Warren, and welcome to Spurgeon Sermons. This is the official podcast brought to you by Premier and Spurgeon's College. You know, the teachings of Charles Spurgeon have had a personal impact on my life in a profound way, and I'm confident they'll do the same for you. So get ready to be challenged, equipped, and guided by Charles Spurgeon, who is universally regarded as the greatest English preacher in the history of the church. Filling the Empty Vessels, a sermon by Charles Spurgeon, part four. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter four, verse 19. How does God dispense his favours? How does he fill up the vessels? The way he does it, is not according to our poverty, nor according to our desert, but according to his riches. He gives like a king. Brothers and sisters, I must correct myself, he gives as a God, and as only God can give, according to his own godlike riches. Nay, that is not all. He will do it in a style consistent with his present glory. It is according to his riches in glory, which means that as rich as God is in glory, so rich is he in giving. He never demeans himself in the mercies that he gives. He gives according to his rank, and that is the highest conceivable. He gives so as to bring him new glory. I never heard of one of his children receiving a great blessing from him and then saying that it did not glorify God to bestow it. No, no, the more he gives, the more glorious he is in the eyes of men. And he delights to give, that his glory may be seen, and that the riches of his manifested glory may be increased. Withholding would not enrich the Lord of heaven. Rather would it impoverish him in glory. But giving enriches him with more revealed glory, and he therefore delights to scatter his bounty. The fact is, brothers and sisters, God gives gloriously. The calculations of God, did you ever think of them? Well, let me say that he always calculates so as to leave something to spare, by which to illustrate the infinity. Of his goodness. I know that it is so. He does not give us just as much light as our eyes can take in, but he floods the world with splendour till we shade our eyes amidst the blaze of noon. 
After this fashion did his only begotten son feed the thousands when he multiplied bread and fish for them to eat. We read that they did all eat. No doubt they were hungry enough to do a great deal of that sort of labour. So far, so good. But it is added, and were filled. It takes a good deal to fill men who have come a long way into the country and have had nothing to eat for a whole day. But they were filled, fainting and famished though they may have been. Yes, but do not stop there. And they took up of the fragments twelve baskets full. The Lord always has baskets full of leavings, remaining for the waiters. He will be sure to fill all your needs till you have no other need remaining and have provision on hand for needs not yet arrived. Will the day ever come when we shall say, bring yet another need for God to fill? And the answer will be, I have no more needs. Then the oil of grace will stay but it never will till then. Nay, according to what I have said, it will not stop then, but it will go on flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing, world without end, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The Lord will give enough, enough for all time, enough of all, enough for all, and more than enough. There shall be no real need of any believer, but the Lord will fill it full and exceed it. It is a wonderful expression, filled with all the fullness of God. It pictures our being in God and God in us. One has illustrated it by taking a bottle, holding it in the sea and getting it right full. There is the sea in the bottle. Now throw it right into the waves and let it sink, and you have the sea in the bottle and the bottle in the sea. So God enters into us, and as we cannot hold more, he makes us enter into himself. Into the very fullness of Christ are we plunged. What more can the amplest imagination conceive or the hungriest heart desire? Thus God will supply our needs. Well may you fill others who are yourselves so filled by God. Well may you serve his cause with boundless generosity when the infinite liberality of God is thus ensured to you. Lastly, let us notice by what means the Lord fills our needs. It is by Christ Jesus. Does God supply all his people's needs by Christ Jesus? Yes, first by giving them Christ Jesus. For there is everything in Christ Jesus. Christ is all. The man who has Christ has all things. As the Apostle writes, all things are yours, for ye are Christ's, and Christ is God's. You will never have a spiritual want which is not supplied in Christ. If you need courage, he can create it. If you need patience, he can teach it. If you need love, he can inspire it. 
You want washing, but there is the fountain. You require a garment, but there is the robe of righteousness. You would have great wants if you went to heaven without Christ, but you shall not go there without him. Even there he shall supply you with everything. He it is that prepares your mansion, provides your wedding dress, leads you to his throne, and bids you sit there with him forever. God will supply your eternal needs by giving you Christ. Moreover, all things shall come to you by virtue of Christ's merit. You deserve no good thing, but he deserves it. And he says, set it to my poor servant's account. You may use Christ's name at the bank of heaven freely, for though God might not give his favour to you, he will always give it to his dear, dying, risen, pleading son. When Jesus' name is quoted, all things are yielded by the Father. God will give you all things by Christ, therefore do not go to anybody else after those things. If you have begun in the Spirit, do not attempt to be perfected by the flesh. If your only hope is in what Christ has done, stick to that and add nothing to it. Be this your motto, none but Jesus, none but Jesus. Jesus is our all. We are complete in him. We need no addenda to the volume of his love. Christ and Christ alone shall supply all your need. All your fresh springs are in him. It pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell, and of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. Now once more, I would to God that some poor soul here that has no faith, that has no good thing about him, would nevertheless... Look over his house and see whether he has not an empty vessel somewhere. All that Christ wants of you, poor sinner, is that you should be empty and come and let him fill you with his grace. Come along with you, just as you are. Bring no good works, no prayers, no anything, but come with all your sins and follies and failures, which you may look upon as so many empty pots. Come to Jesus for everything. But I have scarce a sense of need, say you. Come to him for that too. You must be very needy to be in want of that. Come and get it of him. I tell you, soul, you do not want a half farthing's worth of your own. For what you think you have will only keep you back from Jesus. Come in all your poverty, a beggar, a king of beggars. Come and be made rich by Jesus. You that have not a rag to cover your sin with, you that are only fit to be put into the devil's dustbin and thrown away as worthless, come along with you. My Lord Jesus is ready to receive those that Satan himself flings away. If you are such that you cannot find anything in yourself that is desirable, 
and even your old companions who once cheered you on now think you too mean for them. Yet come into my master's company. Be not ashamed, for my God will supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. As for you that have not trusted my Lord, and boast that you can do very well without him, I suppose I must leave you to fight your own way. You declare that you will carry on your own business and will not be dependent upon God, nor fall into any fanatical ideas, as you are pleased to call them. But we shall see. Already we see that the youths do faint and are wearied, and the young men utterly fall. We see that the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, and also that the best-laid plans of wisest men go oft awry, and they have felt assured that they could fight their own way. Even they have come to terrible failure. We shall see how you fare. They that mount up with wings as eagles and are proud and vainglorious, even these go down to destruction, so that no flesh hath whereof to glory. As for me, let me wait upon the Lord God and live by faith in him. Is it not better to drink of life out of the deep, inexhaustible fullness of God than to go forever pumping and pumping at your own shallow cisterns which hold no water? Self-reliance may be well enough, but God-reliance eclipses it as the sun outshines the stars. O rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. There is a God, and those who love him and trust him and serve him know that he is a good master. Job was slandered by the devil when he came and said, Does Job serve God for naught? He insinuated that Job made a good thing out of his religion and was moved by selfish motives. It was a great falsehood. And yet, in a certain sense, it is true. If anybody says the same of you, admit that it is true. Own that you do make a fine thing out of your religion. God will not let you serve him for naught. You shall never have to ask the question, what profit is there if we serve God? You shall have his peace, his love, his joy, his supplies, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You shall know that in keeping his commandments... There is great reward. Believer, you shall have everything through Christ and nothing without him. He that trusts not the Saviour and prays not to him shall be like Gideon's fleece when all around it was wet 
the fleece was dry. But the man who trusts God and blesses his name shall be like Gideon's fleece when all around was dry, it was full of moisture. God will not hear a man's prayers except through Christ Jesus. But if that name be mentioned, the gates of heaven fly open. God withholds no real good from the man or woman of God who is in Christ. But our plea must be Jesus first and Jesus last and Jesus in the midst. We must present the bleeding lamb before God each morning and each night. I pray you, Seek no mercy of God apart from Christ, but lay hold upon God in Christ. And you have enough for all your need. May God the Holy Spirit cause you to abide in Christ Jesus for his name's sake. Amen. Thank you for listening, friends. This podcast was brought to you by Premier in association with Spurgeon's College. For more Christian podcasts, sermons, and music, Head back to the website premier.plus and sign in for free.